It's 6 p.m., and you're tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM, Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Thursday, August 10th, and this is the KVMR Evening News. I'm Julia Jim. Two years ago, Governor Newsom signed a slew of bills. They focused on removing roadblocks to increasing affordable housing in our state, but the California report shares how today's volatile insurance market could make the housing shortage even worse. After a look at the regional weather forecast, we'll listen to the second installment of What You're Reading. This month, we hear from Cameron Reese, the adult services and program technician at the Madeline Helling Library in Nevada City. We close with an essay by Molly Fisk. This is the California Report. I'm Mavi Bolaños in San Francisco. A new Omicron subvariant looks poised to become the dominant strain of COVID-19 in California. KQED's Carly Severn reports. COVID levels in Bay Area wastewater have been on the rise this summer. And Stanford's wastewater scan team says that the regional trend for the virus in our sewage is significantly upward right now. Nationally, COVID hospitalizations have risen more than 12% in the last week alone. The latest Omicron variant, EG5, nicknamed Eris, appears to present the same symptoms as previous strains and is now the dominant strain nationwide. While the so-called Arcturus variant remains prevalent in California, the latest data shows that the EG5 variant is right behind it. That was KQED's Carly Severn. Homeowners in California have been reeling from the news that large insurance carriers will no longer offer new policies in the state, and nonprofits that provide affordable housing are also feeling the squeeze. As KQED's Aaron Baldessari reports, that's threatening to make the state's housing shortage even worse. When Sarah Letts went to renew the property insurance for her nonprofit's 32 apartments last year, she got a sticker shock, a 33% increase. This year, her carrier, Great American Insurance Group, dropped the policy entirely. So we are scrambling. We switched to a different broker. We're switching. We're just scrambling. Letts is the executive director of the Hollywood Community Housing Corporation. She says she might have understood if their buildings were located near Forest or Chaparral, but they're all within urban parts of Los Angeles County. We are not abutting a fire hazard even with less than a month to go before their current policy runs out. Led says she is confident they'll find another carrier. But it won't be cheap. We might be paying double, maybe triple, the normal premium, and getting less in the sense that we'll still have a very high deductible. Across California, affordable housing providers are reporting massive increases in insurance premiums. And for nonprofits in rural areas, it's what one provider called an existential crisis. Shana O'Shaughnessy is the CEO of the Community Housing Improvement Program, which is based in Chico. Without a stable insurance market, we aren't able to build and meet the affordable housing needs of our state. She says the state's volatile insurance market calls into question its ability to meet Governor Gavin Newsom's ambitious goal of building one million new affordable homes by 2031. cannot be overstated how important figuring out and fixing and stabilizing insurance is for our industry. Sherry Scott is an actuary with the firm Milliman. She says the insurance industry is also in a bit of a crisis. There have been increased frequency and severity of wildfires. And more homes built in wildland areas. So that increases the exposure to property damage. Plus a couple years of steep inflation. 
with an increased cost to build these properties that are damaged in a wildfire. If that wasn't enough, insurers have another problem that's unique to fire insurance in California. When calculating their rates, insurers can't include the cost of their own insurance, or what's called reinsurance. Reinsurance rates have been increasing about 10 to 25 percent annually. And this year was the largest increase at 30 to 50 percent. And they can't use projections of future risk, called catastrophe modeling, either. Taken together, Scott says... That could create an issue where insurance companies don't feel they're able to get the appropriate rate for the risk. And that means more insurers will decide to leave the state. Deputy Insurance Commissioner Tony Signorelli says the State Department of Insurance is holding hearings on these issues, but isn't ready to make a decision. He says it's still unclear whether allowing insurance companies those changes would actually help property owners get the insurance they need. We don't want to give reinsurance and give catastrophe models to the insurance industry And then it's business as usual, where they just increase their premiums, increase their rates, and don't even increase availability. In the meantime, Led says her organization isn't going out of business, at least not yet. We'll have to find a solution, and it isn't clear to me yet what that solution is. She says what is clear is rising insurance premiums are making affordable housing a lot more expensive. For The California Report, I'm Erin Baldessari. Support for the California Report comes from Hint. Fruit-infused water with no sugar or diet sweeteners with more than 25 flavors, including watermelon and pineapple, in stores or delivered from HintWater.com. Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. And... Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Latino advocacy groups are calling on the public to support the work of Latino artists as the strike in Hollywood continues. Vote Latino and the Latino Community Foundation are among the 27 groups who signed an open letter asking people to amplify work by Latinos. You are a superhero, cabron. That includes Blue Beetle, the first superhero movie written and directed by and starring Latinos. You're the Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle is set to be in theaters on the 18th. Jorge Rivera is the vice chair for the Latinx Writers Committee at the Writers Guild of America. He says the committee is planning a joint bi-coastal picket with SAG-AFTRA actors that same day. It's going to be unprecedented and historic, and we're very excited about that. And now off the Santa Barbara County coastline, a company aging wine in the ocean has agreed to pour its product down the drain. It's part of a plea deal to charges that the company broke environmental and alcohol control laws. KCLU's Lance Orozco has the story. It was a unique idea, but Santa Barbara County prosecutors say it broke a number of laws. A company called Ocean Fathoms was putting crates of its wine in the ocean floor off the Santa Barbara County coastline to age. It would leave the wine there for a year before selling it for as much as $500 a bottle. But prosecutors say the company didn't have permits from the California Coastal Commission and the Army Corps of Engineers. They say because it was in the ocean, the FDA considered the wine adulterated and not fit for human consumption. The company and two of its officials pled guilty to three misdemeanor criminal charges. They were placed on probation and ordered to refund $50,000 to investors. About $2,000 bottles of wine were confiscated and destroyed. 
For the California Report, I'm Lance Sorosco in Thousand Oaks. And that's the California Report for Thursday, August 10th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Now let's take a look at the regional weather forecast from the National Weather Service. In Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight, clear with a low around 58. Friday, sunny with a high near 83. Friday night, mostly clear with a low around 60. For Truckee and Lake Tahoe, Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 45. Friday, mostly sunny with a high near 79. And Friday night, a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms before midnight. Partly cloudy with a low around 47. And for Sacramento and the surrounding valley, tonight, mostly clear with a low around 60. Friday, sunny with a high near 87. And Friday night, mostly clear with a low around 61. There are currently no red flag warnings or fire weather watches. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. We've gone straight to the experts, the people who call the Nevada County Library their office, to find out what we should be adding to our reading list and what other Nevada County residents have at the top of their own. Up ahead, KVMR's Kelly Reese talks with the adult services and program technician at the Madeline Helling Library in Nevada City for a second installment of What You're Reading. If you missed our inaugural What You're Reading, let's catch you up to speed. In this series, we're on the hunt for what to read ourselves and what Nevada County seems to be consuming in mass. So it's only natural we consult the experts. That's where Cameron Reese comes in. Hey there, uh, I'm Cameron Reese. I am the Adult Services and Program Technician at the Madeline Helling Library. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Each What You're Reading segment is different because we'll have a new library worker on every time. So if your taste doesn't quite align with one installment, there's always hope for next time. Last month, we got to hear about the Summer Reading Challenge from Brittany Blake over at the Grass Valley branch of the Nevada County Library and she gave us several recommendations for the perfect beachy height of summer read. It seems like it's going to be a tradition. The first question we asked Brittany and the first question I'll ask you, Cameron, is, as a county library employee, what are the books on the top of your to-be-read stack for August? And are there any standouts you've recently finished? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I've got two books taunting me from my nightstand right now. I'm, I'm kind of a horror hound, so they are both scary books, but a little different. Uh, one is called Unspeakable, a queer gothic anthology, and it's just what it sounds like. It's an anthology of queer gothic short stories. I was drawn to it because of the cover. It's got this beautiful bright yellow cover and like a skull with flowers. And I was like, oh yeah, that seems, that seems 100% my speed. So I'm really excited to get to that. Other one uh, sitting on my nightstand I'm, I'm ready to get to is called The City by Christian Mackay Heidecker. And it's actually a scary read for like middle graders ages 8 through 12. It's a sequel to a really popular one he had a few years ago called Scary Stories for Young Foxes that was almost like a really modern take on Alvin Schwartz's Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I think a lot of people probably remember that one from Absolutely. some some nightmare, some childhood nightmares. 
But I've gotten weirdly working at the library really into scary stories from middle graders. I just, I think they're really cool and inventive. And I love scary stories for that age group because horror stories teach you empathy. Like if you can empathize with a monster, you can empathize with anyone. And so I've really gotten into that, that genre. So those are some of your top picks. Is there a book that's being checked out more than any other right now? Yeah, I think... I think there's two things I'm checking out a lot right now, and I, I don't know if Brittany already hit these, but um, Demon Copperhead by Barbara Kingsolver is still is still rocking the charts on the bestseller and at the library, you know, modern take on Dickens. But another one that I haven't gotten to yet that I've just been passing through a lot of, of library scanners uh, is The Covenant of Water by Abraham Vergese. And it kind of follows like a family in India across generations, and it's giving me like Gabriel Garcia Marquez vibes, Hundred Years of Solitude. People are digging that too. Nice. So is there any hope for someone dying to get their hands on in-demand titles like the ones you've mentioned? Do you have a recommendation for how people should go about getting those titles or do they just have to wait in the hold line? We've got we've got options at the library. If you are trying to get a book from the Nevada County Library and you find yourself 40th on the holds list, You've got a couple options. Uh, one of them is a great program uh, that we just call our Lucky Day Books. And essentially, they're like really popular in-demand items with long holds lists that we keep a certain number of copies at any given branch on what we just call our Lucky Day Shelf, where you can't find that particular copy of it in the catalog. You can't hold it. But if you wander into the library and find it, it's your lucky day and you can grab it for two weeks. Sometimes you're in an incredibly specific mood for a certain type of story, and at those times it can be hard to find the perfect book to fit the criteria. Are there any library resources that help pin down reading material for those moments? Yes, there are, and I'm so glad you asked. So with your library card, you can get digital access to a service called Novelist Plus. And Novelist Plus is essentially just a really user-friendly database of book recommendations. I think the thing it's most known for is it can offer you read-alikes. If you say, I love Almakatsu, I love John Fram, I love Patterson, it's going to find you similar books and similar authors. Uh, but one of the things I really dig about Novelist is you can search not just by genre, but also by like kind of really niche moods, what you're in the mood for. And it'll it'll make some suggestions. Like the other day, it, I was looking at it and it said, like, here's some lush reads. And I was like, never thought to use that particular adjective. But now it's all I want to do is I want to find a really lush book. And is this an app on your phone or on your computer? Or how would you use a novelist? Yeah, the easiest way uh, to access it is on your desktop. On the library website, we've got an alphabetical list of our online resources. Keep your library card handy and look for the ends. To some people's despair, to some people's excitement, fall is fast approaching. Do you have a recommendation to help us through our post-summer blues and usher us into autumn? Oh, I definitely do. Um, like I said, kind of a whorehound. So for me, once we are past just like the single hottest day in summer. It's fall. It's Halloween. I'm ready. So if you're ready to like cool off with some some spooky energy, 
One of my favorite books from the last five years is The Brightlands by John Fram. It is sort of a mix between Friday Night Lights and Lovecraft, but queer and weird and really great. If you're in the mood for something actually to maybe literally take you from summer into the next couple seasons, I would recommend The Hunger by Amakatsu. It's a supernatural retelling of the journey of the Donner Party. She did a ton of research around it. It's really, other than the supernatural elements, is really based in history and in the journals of the folks who were traveling that trail. But that is a book that, including giving you a few good scares, can take you from they start in the summer heat and and wind up in the snow. (laughs) That sounds amazing. That sounds fascinating. Are there any library programs going on in August or that are right around the bend? Yeah, absolutely. Something I'll recommend is our slate of book clubs. We've got some some great book clubs based out of all of our branches. On the third Thursday of every month in Grass Valley above the Luton Lore Magic Shop actually is our horror and speculative fiction book club, a book club 217. And they're always reading something cool, something surprising, sometimes something familiar, but it gives you a chance to look at it in a new way. If you want to join a book club, but you weren't there from the very beginning, can you still jump into it partway through? Oh, yeah. You can hop in anytime. Most of our book clubs for adults have a new book each month, and you can just hop in. No wrong way to book club. The reality is way beyond books. The library is here to be a place where people can come and be a part of their own community. And we really respond to that. So if there's something, whether it's a program or a book or an idea that you really want to see at the library, we're here for it and come talk to us. Wonderful. Thanks for your expertise, Cameron. Tune in next month for the third edition of What You're Reading with one of Cameron's library cohorts. And you can listen to past What You're Reading segments at kvmr.org. And now, Molly Fisk. Molly Fisk, Observations from a Working Poet. If you're going to the Nevada County Fair this week, don't forget most of the chickens you see will have been thoroughly washed and blow-dried before they were transported from their home coops to the poultry and small animal display area. Yes, with a hairdryer. If you're going to the dump, don't forget fair traffic will delay your progress by at least half an hour in each direction. If you are not going to the fair, please enjoy parking wherever you'd like to on Broad Street or West Main and finding fewer people at the river. I love the two late summer parking boons we get, first the fair and then burning person. If you like fair-type rides, the ones that make you nauseous instantaneously, Please be my guest. You can have my seat on the Ferris wheel, too, something I love the shape of but hate to step into. My favorite ride at the fair is a picnic table bench in the shade, but remember, I'm mid-century modern, and that's not the 21st century. Everyone has their favorite fair food, but the ones I hear mentioned most are corn dogs, cinnamon rolls, cotton candy, and beer. Also funnel cakes, though I have no idea what those are. I'm not going to say anything else. You're allowed to like what you like, even if it doesn't register on your taste buds at all and is based solely on nostalgia. What else? 
From my long experience in this county, I can tell you not to be surprised to encounter a placenta hanging merrily from the nether regions of a recently pregnant goat. No, I don't remember what breed of goat. Just the wide eyes of the children watching this item swing back and forth, and the speed at which their parents hurried them on to look at the baby pigs. When you get to that department, don't be startled to see 12 or 13 baby pigs all suckling on their enormous mother at the same time. She is so big, and they are so small. It's an excellent lesson in proportion, and luckily no afterbirth in sight. This year's rhymed theme is country roots and cowboy boots. Make of that what you will. There are zucchini races, a watermelon eating contest, and a live art showdown where you have 20 minutes to create a painting which the audience will then vote on and someone might possibly buy. Life can hold no more. The usual pony rides and gold panning are available, as well as tractor fun. One of my favorite things is watching herding dogs at work. That demonstration was at 11.30 this morning. I'm sorry I missed it. But it's not too late for roping made simple, Friday at 3 p.m., or the All-Star Monster Truck Tour, which a friend loves to listen to from her back porch nearby as the song of burning engines and crashing bumpers wafts over Grass Valley. Don't forget what you need to know to grow onions and packing mules for the backcountry. These are important skills. After you've filled your brain and belly and talked to everyone you've ever met, head over to the Pine Tree stage for the ultra-specific big band, folk, classical, and Broadway music. You can find out later if you won a prize for your homemade blackberry jam. Award-winning poet Molly Fisk writes, coaches, and teaches writing in California's Sierra Nevada foothills. You can reach her at mollyfisk.com. This program is produced at the studios of KVMR-FM, Nevada City, California. Funding is provided by Harmony Books of Downtown Nevada City and KVMR with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. That is the end of our newscast for this evening. Head on over to our website to hear it again, listen to more essays by Molly Fisk, or to get the lowdown about the upcoming Celtic Festival. All that and more at kvmr.org. KVMR gets support from listeners like you, and from MEC Builds, Nevada County roofing contractor with over 20 years of experience, providing complete roofing services, gutter products, sun tunnels, and skylights. The showroom is at 316 Colfax Avenue in Grass Valley. MECBuilds.com and Cayman Engineering of Nevada City, providing structural design services for remodels, additions, and new construction throughout Northern California. Cayman Engineering also offers engineering services for the solar industry worldwide. CaymanStructuralEngineering.com Support for KVMR's Future of Radio project comes from AJA Video Systems, empowering the next generation of local journalists and broadcasters. Thanks for listening. I'm Julia Jem, and I hope you have a fantastically super-duper evening. <laughs>